Hey there, listener. Fancy seeing you here. Look, sometimes due to the things we discuss on the pod, it might contain potentially triggering content. But the good news is you can always review the episode description for a full list of the warnings applicable to this episode. Oh, and just so you know, this episode is rated R for really filthy. It includes adult themes and explicit content. So if you're an adult, buckle up, gird your loins, and prepare to flood the basement, because we are going down with these ships. This episode of Care of Magical Shippers is brought to you by Bertie Butts Every Flavor Lubricant, giving a whole new meaning to a risk with every mouthful. Remember, the last enema that shall be destroyed is death. Welcome back to Care of Magical Shippers. It is, if I remember correctly, a Harry (laughs) Potter ship culture podcast. I am Nathan. And I am Megs. And we are so glad that we are back together. Obviously, it was awesome to just be with Danny, but I'm happy to have you back, Nathan. No one's ever going to replace you. (laughs) (laughs) You say that now. You say that now. I mean, I'm sure, like, Danny is a genius. I am just, I'm I'm so thrilled people have been willing to, like, step in and fill in Mm -hmm. while we're having life stuff going on. It was really lovely of people. I am so thrilled, though, to be back. And do you want to mention the fact that it's not just us this week? It isn't. It isn't. Because funny enough, we didn't think you were going to be here, but then you could be here. (laughs) So here we are. We actually have Jeff back with us, which is super exciting. So if you loved the Wolf Starbucks episode, awesome. We're continuing with the crazy. If you didn't, then... Who cares? <laughs> we, don't, we, don't need to. we don't care if you didn't like it. Yeah, if you didn't like it, then who cares? Because I'm here anyway. That that not liking it isn't an option. You can either no. you can like what we did, or you can love it, and then there's, exactly. you know, there's every shade in between. But I don't think you'd be listening to any of our episodes if you didn't like what we did. That would be yeah. a bit weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, we're here to make more of that stuff yes. that you either like or that you don't, but you're listening mm-hmm. to us anyway, so we, who are we mm-hmm. to complain? Um, yes. And this time round, I always say this week, and then I realise that, you know, I people... mean, it's a week, it's just... <laughs> I mean, yeah, at, at any point in time in the future, you could be listening, and at that mm-hmm. time, it will sit within a week, so it will be correct, <laughs> technically, but it still feels dirty to me. So, <laughs> this week, this... <laughs> That feels dirty to you. I would imagine after doing a number of these episodes that probably anything could feel dirty to you. Mm-hmm. I, and not At least everything. I, I just listened to the show. This is only my second appearance and my first time as an appearance as an afterthought because I was supposed to be a substitute. But 
I mean, I like to think that the world around me has seemed much more perverse after listening to hours of this. <laughs> you are never an afterthought, Jeff. You are. You could never be an afterthought in this podcast. You yes. elevate it, is what you do. And I don't know if I should be spoiling this for later on, but you do. You did bring more magical things for us to treat us with, and I am yes. very, very excited about that. Um, mm-hmm. But before we talk about that, we should probably like introduce the, what the we're theme doing. of what we're going to be doing <laughs> that might which be helpful. is something that I can also do today yes. we're having a Percy Weasley no wait a minute possible break here today we are <laughs> either having a Percy Weasley centric episode or we're doing Percival but like delete as appropriate but we're doing one of those things and they, either one of those things is really cool to me I'll now yes. hand over to someone more competent <laughs> so of course I look back I'm like okay we did Wolf Starbucks which is mm-hmm. you know three guys and then Danny and I just did Charlie and Draco which was so much fun and now we're going to Percival so Percy <laughs> And Oliver Wood, and I'm like, oh, we're just we're just keeping up this slash train, and I'm not mad about it. <laughs> I'm just going to sit here and pretend I still understand so all fun. of the correct terms and agree with you. <laughs> I'm nodding my head right now yes. for the benefit yes. of people who are only listening and not viewing this video on Patreon. <laughs> Jeff, I've been doing this podcast for over a year now, and even I don't know all the correct terms. If you if you have heard our if you heard our anniversary episode where we had to do the sort of the um Oh the tropes. The, yeah, the tropes yeah. game thing. Mm-hmm. And I had to mm-hmm. guess what they were. I mean, I'm sure you edited that down ferociously, but there were moments where I was guessing for a long time. <laughs> felt like a long time and your face was just like your face was just like uh yeah but no but kind of it is but no but it's it's like it's like that but you're not using the actual correct words which is kind of the point of the game so so uh if that will make you feel any more comfortable just know that i who, who i'm supposed to know what's going on still don't know and still <laughs> regularly trip myself up so i think you're good so please okay, don't worry that does something about that made me feel comfortable i'm not sure which bit it was but i am more comfortable than i was when it started <laughs> <No>. so <laughs> yes yeah all right Oh, so this will be fun because I, my main Oliver pairing obviously is Flintwood. We did two episodes on Flintwood mm-hmm. and that's like classic, like rivals to lovers, enemies to lovers sort of thing. And so now with Oliver oh and Percy, that's like the only, like what people know as like the only two guys in the same year in Gryffindor at Hogwarts like when Percy and Oliver were at school they were in the same year so like obviously they were dorm mates and stuff like that so they probably were friends um so this couple is more about the like nerd and the jock you know sort of trope which is completely different and also a lot of fun so I can see why I think of it like the odd couple Mm -hmm. I think that definitely the nerd and the jock just in every way almost complete opposites because you don't you don't see much of Oliver Wood apart from when he's obsessing over Quidditch but you see a lot of Percy he's Percy the Mm -hmm. prefect he's Percy the head boy he's Percy the 
new government employee. He's Percy the Prude. He's Percy mm-hmm. the Pratt. He's... <laughs> I'm making these up, but I love them all. It's just, it's amazing how much Percy is other P words. Mm-hmm. Percy yeah. the party pooper. <laughs> exactly. Percy the pretentious. Percy yes. the precocious. Um, oh, God. Now we're going to get Nathan words. <laughs> Percy the pontificator. <laughs> um, Three then... or more syllables are necessary for Nathan. <laughs> Not necessary, they're just preferred. (laughs) Percy the pitiful apologist. And now, I mean, just, there's so much more speculation you have to do with Oliver Wood than you do with Percy. But in when you put them side by side, I think it's pretty easy to imagine that in a lot of ways they would be opposites. And like Mm -hmm. we've seen so many times before with other pairings, when you have two people who are such polar opposites, that's usually the thing that brings them together. Because especially, I would think for Percy, Oliver represents all of the things that he might be intrigued by because they never applied to him. He was never popular. He was never that athletic. He probably, Mm -hmm. I mean, just in terms of overall hygiene, I don't think Oliver Wood is gross. But, you know, Percy's (laughs) the kind of person who he cleans himself up in the morning and then he has to stay clean all day or he'll probably Mm -hmm. panic. Whereas Oliver Wood is the kind of person who has a shower after a rough game of Quidditch and then he, he feels... That's good. <laughs> yes, and that's good. Yeah, Percy has to have some sort of he's he's definitely a very like things have to be in place, control, you know, control every little thing and yeah, for yep, definitely. <laughs> we may have talked about this in the Flintwood um, no, we won't have talked about this in the Flintwood because it involves Percy, so what am I saying? Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, I see Percy as potentially being neurodivergent and having, you know, be, ah. falling somewhere on the autism spectrum where everything in his environment is really controlled, really mm-hmm. rigorously, um, what's the word? Uh, it's, it, well, not formulaic necessarily, but it fits into a category and he's comfortable with that. And so mm-hmm. if something can sort of come out from left field and knock him off center a little bit, it's going to be Oliver who isn't that, do you know? Um, right. And I just, because I always sort of thought of Percy as the t- kind of guy that would iron his underwear, you know? It, mm-hmm. It's that level of oh, yeah. meticulous attention to detail. And yeah. and Oliver is, is, he's meticulous about Quidditch, but he's a bit more rough and ready, just a bit more, um, you know, things tend to happen and he goes with the flow. And I like the the idea of the two of those forces sort of coming together and how that works out. So that's mm-hmm. that's fun to me. I agree. Because yeah. even if you compartmentalize the way Percy certainly seems to with a lot of areas of his life, you can still see somebody and think, oh, they're quite fetching, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Mm. It might not be high on your list of priorities because people like that can have all different types of sexual and gender identities. But for someone like Percy, he obviously... He, he prioritizes his career and practical things above making time for romance. And I think mm-hmm. that that was part of why the relationship with Penny made sense, but ultimately failed. Because right. when they were students together, they had a shared ambition. Let's focus on our studies. Let's focus on work. And when we have mm-hmm. an itch to scratch, we go scratch it and then move on with our day. <laughs> 
Uh-huh. And then they graduate and they both think, okay, I'm going this way, you're going that way. Mm-hmm. And now that we're not students, we're, you know, going professionally in different directions. So, yes. I mean, the fact that I, I would keep in my mind, um, I don't think it's that a lot of people, when you look at ships like Persever, you think, okay, well, you're shipping two male characters together. That means they're gay. But that doesn't necessarily have to be the case. Right. Because as I sure. just said, there's lots of different gender and sexual identities. Yeah. My reading of Percy would be that he would be the kind of person who would be a late bloomer in terms of his desire to experiment with his sexuality or anything else about himself because he kept those things compartmentalized when Mm -hmm. he was younger so that he could focus on building up what he thought was important but now he's out in the real world okay i feel red right now let the but yes (laughs) i just feel feel very seen by what you're saying There we go. And today, for the first time ever, we have the character on the podcast with us. Welcome, Percy. I really, I really Uh, hope that I'm not Percy, but I, I, I kind of am, at least partly, and it. It hurts, but continue. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's kind of like uh, we we talked about that about Hermione in the other podcast episodes about how same thing. Like she focused so heavily on studies and things like that that it like everything mm. else just didn't really like set in until someone you know say like you know fourth year Victor Crumb being like, hey, go to the dance with me. It was like, oh yeah, boys. Oh yeah, like. <laughs> sort of thing and her and ron never figured anything out until way later because obviously it was not a priority so (laughs) yeah yeah but yeah and it's funny how priorities stack in the brain like that i think as well Mm -hmm. because all of these characters are growing up at that time and they're all under an enormous amount of stress there's a war going on you know you're not necessarily going to have all your ducks in a row and you know so it makes sense that some of these characters are late bloomers as well because you know we've talked before about the war and the trauma that happens as a result of that and then people Mm -hmm. dealing with it later but i also think you know these characters have to have the space and time to grow into themselves as people and that so naturally as a result of that then it makes more sense to grow towards each other and uh you know discover that it i i have a really like silly like probably short fic prompt idea so part of the reason why percy obviously doesn't really focus on like either dating or other things other than prefect duties and school and stuff like that because he feels like he has to be you know the perfect son since obviously the twins are going off and doing crazy things and he can see that it, it drives his mother crazy so of course he's like well i'll be the son the only son you need mom I'll be the only one you need there you know for it but he like keeps an eye on them and then it's like a stressor for him of constantly keeping tabs on Fred and George and then finally when he and Oliver get together like Oliver's like it's fine like I you know I'm to hang out with them too like I can keep an eye on them you don't have to do this all on your own and I just thought that was you know kind of funny like hey like yeah they're or or helping him understand them a bit better too like so that he's not super stressed out about you know his brother and his brothers and what they're getting up to and stuff like that so i like just that like, oh having someone else is like a mediator between the two extremes is you know really nice because obviously they spend a lot of time with oliver too and you know practices and stuff and had for quite a few years so yeah i like that that's sweet 
I don't want to take away from what you just said, but I have something stuck in my brain that I have to get out so that <laughs> I can move on with life. You keep saying Flintwood, and mm -hmm. I need to also put this out there as a potential prompt for someone who would like to write it. <laughs> so you know the band Fleetwood Mac. Yes. Yes. So here's what I need someone to do. I, the last time we were together, we talked about a polyship. I'd like somebody to write a polyship mm. where you take Flintwood and you introduce them to Ernie McMillan and make Flintwood Mac. Nice. Or Whoa. Cormac McClagan. Oh, oh yeah. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> then it's like a bunch of Quidditchness. Yeah, yeah. It's, there's things happening in that broom shed. <laughs> say, no judges, but um, once when I was I was doing an assignment for a different podcast, and I was looking up. I don't even remember how I ended up in this place, but I ended up reading a fic uh, that shipped Cormac McLaggen and Ron Weasley. Yes, mm -hmm. and I was like, oh. And then at the end, I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, 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 uh, oh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Hello. That happens, <laughs> can I just say that that happens to me a lot on this podcast? There's a, yes. There'll be something broached, and I'll be like, well, I've never really thought about it. I'm not sure that I really get it. And then usually Megs will write about it, and then I end up <laughs> reading it and go, actually, yeah, I'm, I'm weirdly turned on by this, and I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why it works. I just know that it works. Um, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Sometimes you don't need to know more than that. Sometimes you, yeah. don't, you don't need to know, like, if it makes sense or how. You just need to trust how it makes you feel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It just, does it make sense? Does it not make sense? If the answer is yes, no follow-up questions. Mm -hmm. Just go with it. And I keep thinking about, I know that this was a prompt, I think, in the Flintwood episode that I talked about, about how... Um, what was it? The idea that them either like the the second seventh year that's you know is kind of been accepted that Marcus comes back for a second year <laughs> and for him to be able to play on the team he has yeah. to get you know help so then Oliver tutors him. Well, it could go the other way where Oliver yeah. is struggling because he's putting all of his effort into Quidditch and wanting to win the cup his final year and his grades are suffering like. You're, you know, you have to do your newts. Like, you have to do your yeah. newts. And so then yeah. goes to Percy, and Percy helps, you know, tutor him. And that's wow. part of them yes. coming together. Oh, that's so I sweet. Love that. yeah. I love I really like that. And now yeah. I feel like a dirty smut peddler for what I wrote. And that'll make sense later. <laughs> no, that's great, how, too. How crazy is it? You're the one coming up with something sweet and sentimental that I absolutely would read. And I'm the one writing things that are just dead. Dirty, dirty, dirty. Dirty, dirty, dirty. <laughs> we all... Dirty boy. Dirty, dirty, dirty. We all have horizons to expand here, and yes. we're all doing it beautifully, and I applaud that in whatever way, whatever shape that comes in, I'm happy about Goodness. it. And you something know, I need getting we're sticking in the in the dirt right now um, <laughs> is I and, you know, anyone can read and want and like whatever they want, obviously. But it's very common for Percival, obviously, to have like the dominant or the top Oliver to the bottom Percy. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I want Percy to take control. I want top Percy. There's like no top Percy out there. So if people could write that for me would be amazing because that's what I want in my life and I need more of it. I did start writing some, so that's exciting. But yeah. You know, I might oh, have oh, actually oh, created oh, oh, that. Guys. What? I'm what? so sorry. What? I just realized, what? okay, I don't know when this is going to come out. Let's see. In two weeks... What's today? Oh, today is 
our Arthur Molly, right? And then yeah, in two Molly. weeks, it'll be... Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Okay, this is perfect. This is, this is perfect. Um, then is? in two weeks, we're doing the Charlie Draco. Uh-huh. Two weeks after that, so we'll be in August. We'll be yeah. this episode. And August is the Percival Prompts Fest thing. So there was uh, the Oliver Wood Fest, which we did during... We did Flintwood during. So now we have the... I'll have to look it up so that I can you know, like in a better way, promote it. But that's going to be going on while we do this episode, which is so great. Did some destiny just get manifested? Is that what this is? (laughs) Yes. And I think that's why I thought Percy, because that had been like been, you know, posted in Discord and stuff like that. So, but yes. Oh my gosh. That's so, we're like, oh, to honor Percy, we're doing our own Percy stuff. Okay. I got to find it. So if you have stuff to say, continue, I'm going to dig through and... (laughs) I'd like to raise two points real quick. First of all, if you had said that thing about Top Percy before this morning, I might have made that happen (laughs) specifically for you. (laughs) No, I'm not sorry because I I think this is this is going to be good fun. Oh, for sure. It. I. I will admit, I'm one of those people. Top Percy didn't occur to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, verse Percy. Oh my God, Versy Weasley. Yes, Percy, guys. Oh Percy my God, that's Weasley. perfect. Pervy Versy yes. Weasley. Okay, <laughs> a miracle just happened. You, don't, you guys don't know it, but you just witnessed a miracle. Okay. That's that's not the only word pun that I have for today. There's more coming up. But Wonderful. Stick a pin in that. Nice. But Great. The other thing is, I, it was so interesting to me, the thing that you said about Oliver Wood getting so caught up in Quidditch that he needs a tutor, because mm-hmm. that also did not occur to me, because I just keep telling myself, as I'm thinking, what do I know about Oliver Wood? I'm thinking, well... He is in a house that is, I mean, all the houses get very, very, you know, big on Quidditch. The only one you don't see really, you don't see so much um, Sprout or Flitwick getting super competitive about it, but you definitely see McGonagall and Snape getting competitive about it. Mm -hmm. So McGonagall obviously cares about the future of her Quidditch team, and she put somebody in charge who was very well suited to the job but Mm -hmm. McGonagall is also very strict and very interested in the academic achievements of her students so I always kind of imagined that the only reason she would put somebody in the position of captain for the Quidditch team is if they could also keep their grades up like Mm -hmm. I don't know Mm -hmm. who but Harry could have taken over as team captain possibly one of the uh, I mean Katie Bell probably could have done it she probably would have been a good quidditch captain but she's in her seventh year and i mean she chose harry because it's better for the narrative if harry struggles with picking his best friend Mm, or not we'll get into that but i just all of that to say i always kind of assumed that oliver wood got to become captain in his fifth year and keep it for three years because all the while he was maintaining satisfactory grades right because if he hadn't she might have taken it from him right yeah or he wasn't but she was letting it slide because he was performing well on the quidditch pitch and because she had a soft spot for quidditch and for wood as well because they both or he was doing like enough you know what i mean like he was getting a's you know what i mean like he was getting yeah. acceptable yeah, or could whatever see that. and like then she... he probably got through you know like ow wells like he got enough to get into things so maybe it just came down to someone like because what is it there you know they sit down with their head of house at some point yeah to be like, okay what are your goals after and of course oliver is probably going to be like 
I'm going to do Quidditch, so why does anything else matter? And, of course, McGonagall's like, that's awesome, but, like, <laughs> what, what should we focus on? And then maybe that's something where she's realizing now that his future is looming that he needs to take things more seriously. And he's he's obviously went a couple years of almost, like, almost getting the cup. Like, almost. Yeah. So, obviously, his final year is his last chance. So, I could see him maintaining up until that point through sixth year being, you know, fine with school and doing well. And then his seventh year being so focused on making sure that they win. He's using all of his time to plan strategies and stuff like that so that they win over putting, you know, studies up there. Sure. So that's where I could see that shift. Like maybe he was good and then all of a sudden it just wasn't a priority anymore. So, but yeah. 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 And in that meeting with McGonagall where he would be having the, I mean, he would have been Quidditch captain before Mm -hmm. he had that OWL meeting because he's captain in the fifth year and then he would have had the meeting sometime around the match against Hufflepuff, maybe a little bit later on. Mm -hmm. And then that would be the classic, you know, having the heart-to-heart with the super jock who wants to be a pro athlete saying, what if you get hurt? I know this is the wizarding world where medicine means something different, but still, even Mm -hmm. Ludo Bagman says you can't get hit in the head with bludgers your whole life. You got to have something else to do. So that would be that would be like the quintessential you can't just play pro ball you have to have mm-hmm. something else up your sleeve conversation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that could ooh that could be a that could be an in for for him and percy is he's yes. upset cuz he can't think like what else do i like what else like do do i yes. want to maybe work at the ministry ugh all these books aren't helping he's in the library one day and then somebody hands him a book and says you might try this and it's mm-hmm. like prefects who gained power because Percy's yes, the other one Yes, of course, because he has that book. Like, he literally has that book. <laughs> and of course, it's all the P words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pre- like, prefects with protuberant penises. So, I can definitely see, though, from Oliver's point of view, why he would drift away from academic studies for a bit. Because I don't know what it was like for you guys going through school at that time, but teachers every year, no matter what year you were in, you would get to the end of the year when exam season was happening and they would say, these are the most important exams you've ever sat. Don't pay attention to anything you've ever done before. Revise for these or you'll crash and burn and you need to work hard. And we had that every year and every year it just got more and more and more intense to the point where I don't know a single person who was at school doing GCSEs or A-levels or whatever it was, Mm -hmm. who didn't at some stage at least experience some burnout where they were just like, nope, this Mm -hmm. is too much pressure. And so from Oliver's point of view, I can absolutely identify with that feeling of sort of hitting your head against a brick wall where you're like well you know I've done this for x amount of time and I'm getting very little reward from it or I'm losing patience with it or whatever and so for him to be passionate about something else and direct his energies elsewhere I can see him you know then doing a deep dive into Quidditch then Mm -hmm. when he you know Mm -hmm. has the chance meeting with Percy in the library if we're you know, going with that story, I could see him wanting to redirect his passions elsewhere mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. I love that for them. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I 
I just love the idea that Oliver's the one to teach Percy how to like, you know, like have fun, you know, like to, to finally loosen up and do something different. I like to picture him actually like taking him on like like fly, like on a fly, like taking him, you know, to fly around the pitch or around the grounds. And it's like that beautiful, like a whole new world moment. But like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love that. But on a broomstick. Yes. You know, you know what? On a magic carpet, because yeah. the naughty bit is that Ali Bashir sells them the carpet, and yeah. Arthur doesn't know they've got it. Yes. Oh, no. yes. Exactly. It's yes. a thing. <laughs> and oh then, oh, oh, and Percy... Percy feels really like guilty about it too. Like. <laughs> Or Percy doesn't, and he's able to get round it because he realises that his father was the one that enchanted the flying car, and he memorises mm. the enchantment that he used to do it. So one day he's, like, checking out a carpet somewhere and decides <laughs> to use the same enchantment on it to be, like, to experiment just to see if he can. And then mm -hmm. because he knows his dad did it, and he sort of got away with it, and he's a ministry mm -hmm. employee, he's mm -hmm. like, well... It's not like I'm going to fly this in public. <gasps> I'm sorry. I just like brain blast this entire. I mean, every episode's like that, really. It's like one word. It's like word one word happens and then my brain explodes. So what it. if it's him trying to impress Oliver? Like knowing it's like, oh, he loves to fly. Like, look at this thing that I did and was able to do. And would you like to go flying with me sort of thing? And Oliver uh, just having the time yeah. of his life. And Percy just like blushing to himself, all like proud of himself for you know to do doing this thing to be seen by the jock like the popular you know boy like that's another thing too is the the opportunity for um like that deny like denial of feelings or that or that self you know doubt of percy yeah. feeling like why would he see me as any like it's just like i'm just like the nerd, you know, no one like, you know, like he's not a likable character. A lot of people don't like Percy because of how rigid he is and how to the rules and he's going to like call you out for different things. And I'm sure that his like probably friend pool is relatively small and, and I could see him being a yeah. loner too, but by choice, like not necessarily that he's like an outcast or whatever, but he's also yeah. like, I have the things that I want to do and any sort of relationships, including friendships is just a distraction sort of thing, but mm -hmm. has always had this crush on Oliver because they've shared a room every single year since they've <laughs> been there and he can't help but like, you know, once in a uh... while he's gonna see Oliver with his shirt off and he's just oh. gonna be like, I can't, you know, you know, oh, like bollocks. I didn't even think of them sharing a dorm room yes, together. Yes, exactly. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> <laughs> and oh, it could, man. and technically, it could literally just be the two of them. Like, as far as we know, they're the only two like boys in that year in Gryffindor wow. that we had have verified. There must be other boys, but they're in yeah, the background. Yeah, like there is, but it's not like- Not having romantic chemistry. Yeah, but in fanfic, a lot of the time it's just them, which makes for it really easy to like things to happen, yeah, which is fun. Yeah. <laughs> Now, crossovers between different fandoms are also a huge thing that people do in fan mm. fiction, I know. So mm -hmm. what if this, what if the two of them are on an awkward first date at a market and 
for sale in this market happens to be the carpet from Aladdin. And if there's one thing that carpet knows how to do, it's get people together. Together, So it can tell, okay, there is obvious romantic chemistry between these two dopes. So I'm going to take them on an inexplicable flight around the entire world in the span of a three-minute montage. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I love and that idea. And I'm going to push these two together because clearly it mm-hmm. works. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, the carpet from Aladdin is the cutest character in the entire oh thing. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's a flying carpet. It doesn't talk. And yet somehow it is a more satisfactory person yes. than most of the people. The expressions yeah. and how you're able to read. That always amazes me when, like, especially for, I mean, I'm a, a huge animation nerd. Like, I wanted to get into animation Same. when I was in school. But, of course, everything transitioned to more 3D digital and numbers and sliders and versus actual drawing, which then deterred me from actually, you know, going yeah. into it. But I still, especially with older 2D animations, like, I'm like, it amazes me what, can be done with various things like how things move and the fact you can read a carpet's emotions is absolutely mm-hmm. insane and it's amazing it's amazing it really is now i have to i i feel like somebody should i mean you mentioned that a lot of you know percy they feels like people don't like him or i've heard a lot of percy mm-hmm. bashing on other podcasts i yes. I don't like what he did, okay? I don't mm-hmm. like everything that he did. I don't like the fight between him and his parents. I don't like the things he said when he was hurt. But yeah. at the same time, a friend of mine made a very good point on an episode of Promptly Potter that came out not that long ago that we don't see things directly from his perspective that entire time. Right. And people have a tendency to get defensive when they feel like everybody's judging their choices. Yes. Then they start lashing out. And that's yes. what Percy does. Mm-hmm. He takes reassurance in the fact that he's smarter than everybody because that's been the only thing that makes him special mm-hmm. a lot of times. Yeah. And... But as far as the Percy that we see before that and the Percy that we see once he and his family have made up, the Percy who is very, very dedicated to his studies, he gets Mm -hmm. excellent grades, he's very disciplined, he is very concerned with being proper and being polite and making a good impression – Mm-hmm. A number of times, my wife and I have agreed that we would be so proud and so grateful if we had a child who was like that. Yeah. We would have exactly, no qualms yeah. about that at all. And yeah. his parents are obviously very, very proud of him. They mm-hmm. have a terrible fight. But up to that point, his parents are really in his corner. And that's something that I, I always thought was incredibly sweet. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. I do just want to, like, I've been thinking about this while you were talking. And I want to provide a little bit of counterpoint to that as well, because I'm thinking of the moment where... Percy writes to Ron um, and I think he's he's at the ministry at the time he's covering mm-hmm. for I think he's covering for Crouch who's disappeared um, yes. and, uh-huh. he, mm-hmm. and he writes to Ron to say you know you should distance yourself from uh, this uh, Potter guy because he's dangerous and you and know Dumbledore nobody and... yeah yeah and uh, he, you know he's going down a um a dark path and you need to be mindful of your own future i mm-hmm. i don't think i've disliked percy more 
that I disliked him in that moment. Because in right. that moment, what you're getting is, I, you know, I grant you that mostly you don't see things from Percy's perspective, but when you read a letter, that is mm -hmm. specifically the distillation of their perspective in that moment. You know, right. I get that we can have bad days and, you know, perspective is always in flux. And so mm -hmm. judging somebody by a single moment isn't a great thing to do either. But just from that perspective at that moment, I think that, you know, judgments like that don't endear him to people because they seem very morally rigid and inflexible and myopic and singular and, you know, a little bit sort of, you know, there's no wiggle room there. There's no room for understanding or empathy. And mm -hmm. and I think, you know, the, the, the sympathetic part of me wants to go, it's because Percy's worldview is very, you know, he has a, a clear idea of what success is at that point. And right. he aspires mm -hmm. to be greater in a certain way, but he can't understand other people's perspectives because in his mind, there is only one way to do good and be good. And, right. But, th but yeah. that's why I think getting together with someone like Oliver would be great for him because mm -hmm. it's literally mm -hmm. forcing himself out of that very singular, very stilted kind of worldview. That then end can endear him back to people. But I think, you know, whenever you're only dealing with that very one-dimensional, very um, priggish side to someone, it could be hard to look for the humanity in, in people in moments like that, I think, because... Mm -hmm. It's just, Agreed. it's tough when people are spiky, you know? Yeah. It is. And that moment that you described with Percy where he writes that letter to Ron, I, I can't defend that moment. That was a really, really terrible choice and he was dead wrong for it. And that was, that was the worst, that was, that was worst Percy by far. I did read an interesting fan theory once that this is when Percy is really adopting the hive mentality or the herd, you know, mentality, if you prefer, with the ministry. And he is really letting them just work their influence yeah. on yes. him because he thinks yes. my family disapproves of me. The ministry is the ones be I, at that point, he's incredibly vulnerable. And the more vulnerable people are, the more easily persuaded yes. they are by people who have yeah. that kind of approach and that mm -hmm. level of influence. So the fan theory I read that I thought was intriguing was it wasn't Percy's idea to write to Ron and he didn't write the letter. He signed his name to it, mm -hmm. but he didn't write it. Somebody else wrote it and said, this is something that we think would be helpful if you did. It will support the ministry. Oh. It will yes. support Umbridge. Send this letter to your brother. We know he's still a student there and just see what comes from it. If he writes back, let us know. Because we know that all mail has is being read and watched. Right. Searched. Yeah. At the, yep. Mm -hmm. So when mm -hmm. Ron's letter goes out, you know, inquiring about and questioning the ministry, then of course it's like, okay, we need to bite this in, you know, like you have influence over your brother. And so I could see as much as I could see someone, you know, having written it or told him what to write, like I could see that. But as far as like going back to the the way I see it is as was said, the hive mentality of like he was in an, in, he, he had his goals, his ambitions, his goals, and he even put up with a, a boss who didn't even know his name, you know, like he was, he was, mm. 
he was at the bottom trying to work hard and, and put himself through anything just to get where he needed to go. And he, oh, he praises... was at the bottom. All right. <laughs> and yeah. then he he praises Umbridge and is like, oh, if you need anything wrong, go to Umbridge. So the way that I see things is Umbridge was someone that he looked up to because she like say they had t- like regular teas together. Like she's like, sure. I'm someone who was you before I started at the bottom and it was very difficult. Oh. I, well, I would you know, love like, to see that scene. You know what I mean? Like that, like, sh- like she's that person who sees him. So then he feels like he has uh-huh. to be on her side and so then that's why he supports her is because she's like look like look how where i'm getting and the things i had to do and like i'm not close to my family anymore but my career is fulfilling enough or you know things like that so i definitely see like him definitely he's young he's vulnerable he's surrounded by people with a certain mindset you think of politics like they're gonna do and say whatever to manipulate you to feel and believe something and make it seem just you know just like i think of the queenie moment like you know grindelwald tells her exactly what she wants to hear thinking that this is the reason why it's good that they're going in that direction and she makes that choice for her you know for her like love Uh and for good reasons but into a bad direction and percy very well could have those intentions of you know and like he says at the end like they're like oh so finally you're gonna you know you're here and he's like it's been coming on for a while it could have been coming on for years like over a year or who even knows and he didn't know how to get out without being like well i could be locked up if i do or say say anything and i'm gonna he could be like an anonymous like into the ministry and sending letters to Dumbledore in some fashion or things like that, like that no one knows about. And he just has to pretend that he's still, you know, estranged from his family. So there's just lots of opportunities to, you know, like just being the devil's advocate of like defending, like, like was said, we don't see Percy's point of view. And yes, we get that out of the letter. But the reason that letter exists, there's so many factors that could affect that besides just being a very like thoughtless no empathy just like you know just he could be that person like he could be a person that you're just like wow you're just the worst like he's a product of his environment you know like anything yeah. so i and i think that makes him a, a way more intriguing character to play with because as much as he's like strong and determined and and willing to do whatever and have you know be strong in his thoughts and feelings he obviously when someone gives him what he didn't have or didn't you know like wasn't given enough of like he's going to loosen up like when i see that moment with umbridge of being like i'm here for you in your corner and these are reasons why harry potter is like a problem and what puts you at risk and even your family you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. he's gonna absolutely think about these things it's like oh my gosh you're so right because that's what that's what she did the entire entire time at hogwarts as well as where she got where she was she knew how to say and and make things sound in a way that could be believable and people did like obviously there was dumbledore's army there was harry there was hermione there were people who like knew the truth but they couldn't prove it and still didn't believe anything she says but the fact that there were people who did you know definitely because somebody like umbridge would be for someone like percy for most people i mean umbridge i mean her in with percy is i know how it feels to be ambitious and be overlooked but like to percy somebody like umbridge is the cult of personality 
mm-hmm. because she has what he wants. She's got the minister's ear. She's mm-hmm. got the power to write laws that people don't have to like, but they have to follow. Yeah. And she has got everything neatly ordered, just like he likes it a lot of the time. And yeah. then things don't work out with Umbridge. They put her in charge of the school. It all falls apart. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the I mean, we, we barely see or hear. We, we don't see or hear anything from Umbridge for the events of Half-Blood Prince. With Percy, we just get the one moment during a very frosty Christmas where he's been working with the new minister. And then... I've never thought about this until just now, but Percy and Oliver Wood are two of the people who respond to the call for Dumbledore's army. Yes. And the others mm-hmm. when everybody is assembled to fight the Death Eaters in Deathly Hallows. What if that was like their moment mm. that brought them together? Like they are literally, they are fighting side by side and then, okay, here's where it takes a weirdly sentimental turd. So sorry for making people sad, but we all know what happens to Fred. Yes. Talk about vulnerability. I mean, there, yes. there's just, there couldn't, that's like peak vulnerability. Yeah. You're in mm-hmm. the middle of a war. Your brother just died. You're going to need somebody. Someone. And it's not it's not dirty, it's not smutty, it's not it's not like that kind of story like some of the others we talked about. It's that moment of here is somebody whom I respect in a way that is different from how I respect people who are like me and they need someone right now. And yeah. I've been a captain, I've been a leader, I know how to do that. Mm-hmm. So what if like I just became somebody that he can count on right now? Yeah. That's really sweet. Actually. And then they fall in love for real. Of course real. they do. Of course yeah. you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then that paves the way nicely for a top Percy as well, because I'm assuming that a lot of the emotional energy <laughs> that he's feeling <laughs> can be channeled into other areas. That mm-hmm. then, then that's legitimate. I would. Yeah. I would believe that because Percy. I mean, Percy was even there when it happened so he probably feels a terrible loss of control so what if that was even like a very intimate kind of therapy where he feels like here is an area where he actually can be in control Mm -hmm. exactly Mm -hmm. yeah oh i like it (laughs) yes Yes. i like that yeah i i do as well i also love the idea of Percy being a double agent that you brought up, like, uh, uh, like, Mm -hmm. but but he's been a double agent the entire time, but unable to reveal that to anybody, lest he be sort Mm -hmm. of compromised. Mm -hmm. So I I love the idea that he's clever enough to maintain this sort of pompous front that he put on in school. I mean, Um, look at Severus Snape. No one likes him. Like, no one likes him. And part of it is, like, he's not trying to be liked or to be seen or have anyone get close to him. That's not the goal, because if they did, they would know literally his entire life is is focused around playing the two sides. So I could absolutely see the same thing for Percy. His life is focused around Lily. Lily. (laughs) Definitely is. Oliver. It's all for Oliver for reasons <laughs> <laughs> for whatever reason <laughs> 
Well, it's just, it's different. It's slightly different with Snape, though, because with Snape, yeah. Snape enjoys the theatre of keeping everybody away. He loves the performance mm-hmm. of being the loner. He's like, I am the loner, but I simultaneously mm-hmm. want everyone's attention. (laughs) (laughs) Snape, I always felt like, was so dramatic for somebody who doesn't want to be seen. He has that, no, don't look at me, energy. Yeah, yeah. like, you can't wear a cloak. I'm sorry. You cannot wear a cloak that billows that dramatically as you're walking down a corridor and tell me you don't (laughs) want people i mean and the flourishes <laughs> yes. like there is no reason for you to like stretch your noodly arm <laughs> and then wrap the cloak around yourself and say i can teach you to bewitch the mind i can tell you how to bottle fame and then whoosh yes stand pose mr potter <laughs> oh gosh Woo! Oh wow, I'm dying. <laughs> oh my, oh my gosh. god. And that is why uh I can't remember her name. Emily something uh, please help me. The the one who writes who draws the brilliant My Life as a Background Slytherin. Oh I love oh. her. You know What's her name? Yes. It I, is, yeah. it, I know her first name is Emily. Mm-hmm. But that is why her version of Severus Snape is the one that always lives rent free in my yes, mind. Yes, because it's literally this... just—it's literally doing gymnastics. Like yes, he's, we yes. have Snape for for you know teaching us to dance at the Yule Ball. It was very, and he's going yas, children, flounce. <laughs> it's got the noodley arms. Emily McGovern. Yep. So M- Emily's cartoons on Instagram. So everyone go check those out. That's it. Emily McGovern. God. Okay. Emily McGovern, wherever you are, if you ever hear this, yes. you will never know the joy we yeah. have brought, y- that yeah. you have brought to us. My wife made a version of Snape doing that flouncy move yeah. with a Santa hat, teaching the kids to decorate a Christmas tree. <laughs> she drew that and framed it and gave it to my brother as a Christmas present. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, one yes, of- children, Christmas flounce. <laughs> One of my favorite ones was the Halloween one where it was like a Draco and Emily were like, it was like a couple's costume and Draco uh-huh. was a broom and then she was a snitch that actually flew away. And she like goes <laughs> and, and just fl- literally flies away and then Draco's like, huh, I'm going to go see if Potter will sit on me. <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. Oh my gosh, I'm just like that's so like subtle, but also like I'm gonna go see if Potter will sit on me. Oh, do it, do it, do it. My absolute all-time. Now that we're down this rabbit hole, my absolute all-time favorite moment from my life as a background Slytherin has to be the one where Dobby's cleaning up after the New Year's party and says the things that Dobby has seen. The things—they're <laughs> so good. They're just They're so just, good. You, you, you oh. can't just like look at them. Like you read them out loud and you voice the characters mm-hmm. because it's almost like the, the it's almost like the comics are commanding you to do it. Yes, they're yeah. so dramatic. It's incredible. So but there's so much life in those comics. There is, and yet sadly, no. Percy Weasley or Oliver Wood. Well, I don't not even... that I've seen. There may, it might be that they exist, but I haven't <laughs> seen them. 
even okay. I mean she even expands out into my life as a background Gryffindor, Ravenclaw, mm-hmm. and Hufflepuff, and she's got all of the different characters who are who are all excellent in different ways. So she might have like mentioned their names in passing or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh, I'm just I'm all I'm all smiles now because I just like the number of times that I've laughed to cry just with short little stinking <laughs> uh-huh. cartoons are just so they just bring so much joy. I love that. Uh anyway, Percy Oliver, what? <laughs> <laughs> yes, something about Percy getting wood, I forget. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> that was almost the title of my fan fiction. Oh, ooh, I love that. Actually, it was almost it was almost Percy gets some wood. It was almost the big red door, but the title I settled on was this one is just right. Nice. Oh, I love that. I so... wonder if you can guess why. <laughs> <laughs> Crap, what was I going to say? Oh, damn it. Something about Quidditch muscles. I don't know why. I love, I love, I think I picked this up from Fanatical Fix also, but mm-hmm. I love whenever people say Quidditch muscles. Yes, Quidditch muscles. Quidditch muscles are fact, though. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, you have to have them. Mm-hmm. They have to be a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There has to be, well, I imagine that muscle gain isn't as much of a problem in the wizarding world because there have to yes. be spells that can help you get there, or mm-hmm. at least very advanced nutrition that mm-hmm. you can that you know you can just be like you can develop that body a, a lot quicker. I think mm-hmm. we joked before about like engorgement charms with the boys <laughs> in the dorms. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, you know, that that can apply to any muscle, I'm assuming. So, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so, but no, Quidditch muscles are a fact. That is just, that's a way of life at Hogwarts. But I have to believe that there are some times that, that people turn up at Madame Pomfrey's with mm-hmm. Quidditch muscle growth related injuries. Mm-hmm. That, that it just looks like steroids gone wrong. And she's like, what have you boys been doing? <laughs> So it's something that I thought of when like circling back co-ways when we were talking about like what Oliver could do outside of Quidditch. Yeah. And one of them being like obviously is obsessed with Quidditch. So they share a room and that's all he talks about. And Percy's rolling his eyes like literally every single day of his life. And finally, there's a point like probably either after having that conversation with McGonagall of like, I don't know you know, what to do or things like that, or maybe parts of things that he discusses is like, man, I wish my broom did A or B, or wouldn't it be neat if something else, you know, like if if this was able to be controlled or just, because that's part of his strategy brain is like, how can we be efficient and everything? And part of it could definitely be in like him knowing different aspects of different brooms and things like that. So part of it could be maybe he would go into working in inventing brooms. And so part of it came from Percy listening to his rants. And then he sees out of the corner of his eye this pile of Weez's, you know, products that he had, like, confiscated from his brothers. And finally went, like, oh, he could invent, you know, something. As well as, like, maybe my brothers could, like, help him. You know? (laughs) 
<laughs> and making that connection and being like, you know, you maybe could talk to my brothers about whatever because maybe they have some idea. Or what if what if the twins did like tweak their brooms in some way? And so then Oliver's like, wow, that's, you know, and then they start working together in that. So partly like Percy is like, oh my gosh, why are you getting involved with my brothers? Maybe he already has a crush on him at this point. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're yeah. spending all your time with my brothers, blah, 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 and you're never around. And he's like, well, Percy, why do you, you know, care so much? And he's just like, Psh, well, no Because reason. I like to tweak my broom all the time. Oh. <laughs> I need a good rebristling. Why don't you come up and polish my handle yes. sometime? Oh, oh. wow. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Tossing my broom ends. <laughs> yes. My twigs are sticking out in all different directions. Nope, that doesn't sound good. That doesn't sound well. Actually, Woo! no. I was, okay, you went there, and I'm trying to think, like, what if they invented the position of physical therapist for Quidditch players, and, like, maybe that's mm. the thing. Maybe... Percy considers a career change. He wants to do something compassionate to help people, so he mm-hmm. interns at St. Mungo's because he's yeah. got the grades. He ends up interning in the department where they deal with Quidditch injuries. Mm-hmm. That's where he meets Oliver Wood, and he helps him to, you know, <laughs> work is... out the soreness that he's got in his <laughs> enlarged muscles. Is... Okay, now we've, we've just sauntered straight up into bad B-roll porn right now. Oh, <laughs> Hey, this is B-plus roll porn at least. Oh, I have this terrible pain in my ankle. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's in your ankle, but I should probably start with your head and work my way down because the reason why your ankle hurts could very well have to do with something that's... Exactly, yeah. (laughs) Yes. Good lord, your balls are the size of bludgers. (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) You don't want to get smacked in the face with one of those. Um, oh my goodness. Oh, there you go. Man. Yes. So anyway, very compelling and very mm-hmm. appropriate for Quidditch muscle access. Yes. Which yes. Percy clearly wants a lot of, and who can blame him? Not me. Oh okay, so we're at the hour mark. Do we want to move on <laughs> to the story? Because then we uh, we can talk about it afterwards. Story time, story time. Story time, story time, story time, story time, story time. Okay, gather round, everybody, because now it's story time. That's the vibe that I want, because that's the kind of story that this is. It'll make sense in a moment. Oh, okay, this isn't story time, it's story time. Yes, Nathan, yes. (laughs) Story time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, today's story is titled, This One Is Just Right. Mm -hmm. Wink. (laughs) I'm thinking of putting a winking emoji after the title when I publish. Nice. All right, so, once upon a time, which is an obvious beginning to this type of story, (laughs) Perfect Percy was sauntering through the woods. Yes, he was sauntering. It's a thing, and people do it. Get over it. Anyway, there he was, sauntering through the woods, reflecting on his very recent breakup. 
Don't get oh. involved with your co-workers, Mum said, he thought to out loud to himself. He's too old for you, Dad said, he continued to think out loud to himself. Well done, perfect Percy. <laughs> He was obviously determined to talk out loud to himself this entire story because there was no one else to talk to for the moment except whoever may be reading this just now. <laughs> so he's not only talking to himself aloud, he's documenting it into a monologue which he will then distribute as an educational pamphlet to an audience. <laughs> I love it! Yes. I can't. I. I. A lot of the narration of this may have been very influenced by uh, the fact that I have been making it my mission to read through the entire series of unfortunate events series. Ooh, I was going to say time. Lemony Snicket. I was literally this, going to yes, say this feels very Lemony Snicket. This narration. Yes. It, uh, I. I love Lemony Snicket. So please continue. Is it my fault that I'm more curious than Barty is? No. Is it my fault that he's not as flexible as I am? What? No. <laughs> Is it my fault that I lost my temper and started calling him Barty Grouch? <laughs> <laughs> all right, that one is probably on me, but all the same. I love that. The reader might like some context at this point, so here's the sitch. Perfect Percy got a job at the Ministry of Magic, and he fell in love with an older man named Barty Crouch, who happened to be his boss. Things were going great for a while, until the day Perfect Percy was at the local library, and he wandered into the section that only adult witches and wizards are allowed to enter. Mm. He picked up what he thought was a book about muggle carpentry. The book was called The Correct Way to Nail Something Down. <laughs> But it was a very different sort of instructional manual. I thought it was on muggle carpentry. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of the time. Was it a US senator was, was being interviewed and they asked him why he had grinder on his phone? And he said, oh, I thought it was a coffee app. Oh, God. <laughs> well, I mean, you could get some beans on there, but... Uh, yeah, you <laughs> You could get your beans ground with that Oh my goodness. It, it's just a very different kind of this is the same kind of muggle carpentry yes. mistake. I, I'm yes. just saying that it does happen even in the muggle world, so it's sure. believable, it's relatable. I'm 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 buying this, I'm into it. Continue. He couldn't put it down. He was <laughs> curious. <laughs> By the way, when you look at this document, the number of ellipses that I have put in this document is absurd. This would never get past a publisher. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. It's just, this Percy is so extra. Sorry. Yeah, this this is an AU where, I mean, a lot of things that were in the I I abandoned the canon and I just took the characters and I just did whatever I felt like doing with them because there is so much fan fiction out there like that. Why I can do it too. Not everything exactly. has to fit with the canon. So just abandon the canon. The canon has no place here. So he took what he learned to his boyfriend, Barty. But old Barty was, well, old Barty. He was definitely not down with a lot of the things that Perfect Percy wanted to try out. So they came to blows, but not like that. And they were broken up. So here we find Perfect Percy sauntering and wondering what to do now. Would he even still have a job when he got back the next day? 
What about his needs? He couldn't just ignore them. Without realizing, he had sauntered up to a cottage in the middle of the woods. It looked in many ways like the home he had grown up in. The yard was a little more overgrown than his mother would have kept it, which told him that this was probably not a place where a family lived, at least not a respectable one. <laughs> and there it was again, the snobby attitude that pushed so many people away when he was a student. What on earth was he going to do? It's like there were two blast-ended scroots inside him, a prude who keeps things nice and neat and in order, and one who is just a horny scroot. Oh my! I'm sorry! See, okay. <laughs> Before everything started, I don't know if it's in this episode, but we talked about how every little thing in everyday life immediately goes dirty instead of, like, normal. And, uh -huh. of course, like, oh, he's got two scroots inside him. Wow, how is that going, Percy? <laughs> Yeah, one, one likes to keep things Woo. neat and in order, and one is just a horny script. <laughs> it's clearly, Hagrid wrote that book on mug muggle carpentry, because if he yep. knows what to do with scroots, and Hagrid oh, invented the scroot, that has to be Hagrid. He puts the screw in scroot. I, exactly. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, this is where we need Fee on this episode right now to reaffirm how kinky Hagrid is. But yeah, I yeah. absolutely. Well, see just go so. listen to the Hagrid episode again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I liked the Hagrid episode. Oh, so much fun. It was a fun episode. So, picking it up from one who is just a horny scroot. Sorry, we should probably get back to this cottage. So, yes, there is a cottage. Perfect Percy's stomach started to rumble, and he realized he hadn't eaten all day. This is important to the story, because if Perfect Percy weren't hungry and apparently alone, he wouldn't have any reason to walk into someone else's house uninvited. <laughs> I'm hungry, so obviously it's okay if I just go inside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love, I, that's, one of, that's one of the things I love about Lemony Snicket's narration style, is there's all of these moments where it's like, in real life, you and I both know this isn't how this kind of thing would go. Yes. But, the plot won't move forward if this doesn't, doesn't happen, happen right now. Yeah. So this is going to happen right now. It's very fourth wall breaking. But also, um, this person would absolutely use hunger as a justification for breaking and entering. I buy it. Definitely. So Perfect Percy walked up and knocked on the door. No one was there. He knocked again and still nothing. He pulled out his wand, but not like that, and said, Hominum Revelio. Nope, the cottage was deserted. He walked in the front door, which was conveniently unlocked, and made his way to the kitchen. He helped himself to a couple of pastries and an apple, and with a quick tap of his wand, again, not like that, he multiplied what was left of each so nobody would know he'd been there. Oh, that was nice. If only he hadn't looked over. He wouldn't have seen that there were Quidditch robes strewn all over the stairs and down onto the floor. It wasn't his home. It wasn't his mess. And yet, the perfectionist in him would not just leave these robes all over the place. I'm picturing literally like 13 different sets of Quidditch robes, literally over banisters and on the stairs. And <laughs> yes, Quidditch robes all over everything. Like, yes, like that's the decor. It's just Quidditch it's robes everywhere. Yeah. This, instead of curtains, there's just Quidditch robes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like stitched together, like haphazardly. Yeah. Hey, before we had proper curtains, we used blankets for curtains in our first apartment. So yes, I feel that. Shower curtains. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> I had so. I put up newspaper at one point. That's oh. how swish I felt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
newspaper. Love it. Yeah, I love that. So, he gathers up the soiled robes and makes his way up the stairs, not feeling weird at all about what he was doing. Soiled. Soiled robes. That's such an interesting word, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It means whatever you need it to, baby. It means whatever you need it to. Yes, properly soiled. Lightly soiled. Mm, just, just a little, a little on the piquant side. There you go, <laughs> and a little bit sticky, perhaps. But there's a lot of reasons <laughs> that could be. I, potentially, yes. I, anyway, I'm stepping on the story. Please continue. <laughs> no, it's all right. It's all right. It makes it better. So he noticed there were three separate houses in all the different robes. One Gryffindor, one Slytherin, and one Hufflepuff. So apparently, some people knew how to work through their differences. Hmm. Oh. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't it be terribly dull if Perfect Percy did the sensible thing and left this house that didn't belong to him without poking around? (laughs) You bet your ass it would. (laughs) So, curiosity will once again get the better of him. He decided to have a look in the bedrooms and see who fit into these Quidditch robes. The first door on the right belonged to the Slytherin. He knew because the whole room was decorated in dark shades of green. But that wasn't the only thing in the room. There was an enormous wooden structure in the corner in the shape of an X a collection of whips and other leather instruments on a small table, and an executioner's hood sitting on top of the desk. No! Yes! (laughs) Is this 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 somebody related to McNair? Like, <gasps> ooh, uh, ooh, is this a role my- play ha- playhouse? Like literally, like different like Quidditch play? Because I mean, they're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Okay, okay, I'm so invested. Well, uh, but there has to be role play of some sort because he's got a St Andrew's cross in the room. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, the, the guesses are great, but I mean, it's 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 the line that comes up next that I just I, I love so much that this is how I went with it. Perfect Percy checked the label in the Slytherin robes and saw the name M. Flint. Yes! He threw the robes on the bed and walked out saying, this one is too hard. (laughs) (laughs) Are you getting it now? He's a little horny locks. I love it. (laughs) Do you love it as much as I do? (laughs) Percy the little hornball. It's oh, oddly cute. You can picture much. you can you can picture him in a little red hood if you like. Oh man, if that helps. Oh. Okay, now buckle up because this next paragraph has the greatest Harry Potter pun I've ever come up with, and I will not hesitate to say that I am proud of it. Nice. So hold for the last line of this paragraph because you're not ready. Okay. All right. The second door on the right belonged to the Hufflepuff. He knew because the whole room was decorated in shades of bright yellow with pictures of badgers, but that wasn't the only thing in the room. There were restraints on each of the four bedposts, a large collection of BL mangas on the bookshelf in the corner, and a small cupboard with (laughs) bottles labeled Bertie Butts Every Flavor Lubricant. (laughs) Boom! Bertie Butts! 
birdie but every flavor lubricant okay. can there i please go. i will i will even quote you an author's note can i please use this in future <laughs> you can take I... that and you use that for whatever you need birdie to honey but every flavor loop oh my god no, and the thing no, is, no, is no, you no. literally buy it and you have no idea what flavor it is yes <laughs> The thing, the thing is, I don't in any way wish to compromise the integrity oh. of your artistry here. But what if it was squirty butts? Every flavor. <laughs> ew! Ew! What? <laughs> ew! Unless this is Omega, unless it's Omegaverse, then I'm totally here for it. Because I mean, squirty and birdie certainly do rhyme. But squirty I like birdie. I liked birdie butts because it's the alliteration yes. that sets it off. Yeah, his yeah, first that... name is Birdie and his last name is Butts. <laughs> like <laughs> Birdie Bots would be Birdie Bot would be his professional name. Birdie Butts would be like his OnlyFans account. Nice. Wait, so yes. Yes, but so are we saying that this Hufflepuff has invented these multi-flavor <laughs> magic lubricants? Like whoever is going to be revealed as the owner of these robes has a side hustle where they're inventing magic lubes well it sure. could have it already existed just obviously students in in hogwarts we didn't read sure. about it in the say either that i either that or they're just a person who likes to shop in bulk yes nice yeah because they have several bottles of this birdie butts every nice. flavor lubricant mm. i'm sorry i still love it am i in a grass mood today <laughs> what about some black pepper? No, I will take that would hurt. No, stop! That would be painful. Please, like imagine going for the lube. No, I'm sorry. Imagine going for the lube and accidentally ending up with the toothpaste variety and then just being like I'm gonna need to excuse myself for twenty minutes. Oh my god! Oh my god. The toothpaste. <laughs> the toothpaste oh wow! Harry Potter and the accidental enema. <laughs> uh, the last enema that shall be destroyed is death. Exactly. <laughs> That's what it says in the back of the bottle. <laughs> I will take guesses about who, which Hufflepuff you think this is. Well, this is either Cedric has survived. Uh-huh. It's Ernie McMillan. It has to be Ernie McMillan. Because you were talking about Ernie before. Oh, is, Fleetwood is, Mac. Uh, Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. Oh, I was. Oh, I was talking about him before, wasn't I? You were. Oh. Zachariah Smith. Perfect Percy checked the label in the Hufflepuff robes and saw the name J. Finch Fletchley. Oh! oh! Justin! Deception! Nice. Justin, you kinky bastard. That, that, <laughs> yeah, Justin, for some reason, he just, he, he reads to me like a greedy little bottom. Mm, I love mm -hmm. that about him. I get it. Yeah, I... Yeah, mm -hmm. I just I love his whole setup, his whole vibe. I also mm -hmm. the, the fact that Percy just sees restraints on each of the bedposts, and he's like, "Oh, just yeah, this person yeah, clearly." Yeah, sure. No, I get it. Yeah. That's why he has so many bottles. Is because of course he's like he's gonna buy them, he's gonna try them, and have them organized in different flavors because obviously <laughs> uh -huh. he loves getting his ass eaten. So he's like, "Whatever yeah. you like, just sure. let me know." Like when you go sure, to the sure. dentist and they're like, "What flavor, you know, polish do you want?" And he's literally like, "What flavor do you want to use to, you know, oh my eat God. my ass?" <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god, oh. this is paying off so much more than I thought it would. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> I just, I imagine him having his Sybil Trelawney moment where, you know, whoever he's with, his significant other, um, you know, is asking him what he wants to do. And he, he does this Sybil Trelawney moment where he's like, the rim, the rim. <laughs> I just ah. love that so much. <laughs> Broaden your ass. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, that is so perfect. Okay. Oof. I'm, I need more. Okay. I'm ready. I'm. Nope. I'm waiting for us right. to get to the third room. Okay. Oh yeah. Got okay. It. Sorry. Yes. Let's perfect. Continue. Percy checked the label in the Hufflepuff robes and saw the name J. Finch Fletchley. Mm. He threw the robes on the bed and walked out, saying, "This one is too soft." Oh, he's too uh, soft. Uh, yeah, he is too soft. <laughs> too soft. The first door on the left belonged to the Gryffindor. He knew because of the door to the room was red and had a sign on the outside that said Oliver W's room. Mm. So he's just putting it on the door. Like, mm-hmm. this, is, this is me. Yep. Big red door. Hey. Yeah, because he keeps forgetting. Like, he keeps going mm-hmm. into Flint's room or whatever. And sure. it finally, like, it's actually. Yeah, accidentally. And finally, it's like. Accidentally. <laughs> like, yeah. Ollie, you need to stop this. Like, it's red. It has your name on it. Like, it's right there. Or, like, he goes into Jay Finch's room and he's like, oh, sorry. I'm just wondering, could I borrow the. Uh, candy floss flavored yeah. um, birdie butts. Every <laughs> Can I have the candy got. floss birdie butts? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I'm definitely feeling oh. in, a, in a candy floss kind of a mood. I also, having noted that the two previous rooms have a kind of a kinky theme to them, yes. and yes. Oliver's room is painted red, so this literally gives him a red room. Mm-hmm. 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 I, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to jump ahead of the narrative, but I'm liking where this is going. Yes. All right. So, Oliver, Perfect Percy said to himself, he knew all of these young men, but this was the one that he remembered most fondly. Mm-hmm. For some reason, he could most never admit fond. it when they were at school together, but he had always been very fond of Oliver. Perhaps it was the way he was as dedicated to his Quidditch as Perfect Percy was to his studies. Perhaps it was the exquisite jawline that presented itself so clearly every time Oliver turned to the side. Perhaps it was the shameless way Oliver would strip off his sweaty Quidditch robes after a match. Yeah, it's definitely that. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely that last one. (laughs) His sweaty Quidditch robes, like the ones in his hands... Right mm-hmm. now. Yes. He could just give them a quick sniff and... I was just going to say that. Oh my gosh, amazing. Cheers, Perfect Percy, a voice said behind him. Perfect Percy spun around and there he was. Oliver Wood. Oh boy. Oh, he was probably screwed now. Not like... Well, <laughs> hang on. Let's just see where this goes. <laughs> See, I love the idea that somebody will read this and after so many times of, but not like that, I'll be like, not like, well, actually, no, yeah, actually, never mind. Let's, uh, let's, let's just hold for the text and let's maybe, maybe it's like that. Yes. It could be like that. Okay, here we go. Oh, Oh, there's more. Oh, oh boy, there's there's more. more. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, 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 there's more. 
Oh, Oliver, said Perfect Percy. I, I'm sorry. I know this is odd. I just... Oliver held up a hand to stop him. I saw you from across the meadow. I knew that head of red hair in a moment. I might have tried to stop you, but I couldn't help wondering what might happen if you came in and had a look around. Did you find anything... interesting? Um, I... uh... Perfect Percy stammered. <laughs> Your roommates, they're very... uh... different, <laughs> Oliver finished for him. <laughs> well... Yes, said Perfect Percy. They certainly have interests. Like I said, lots of ellipses. You could say that, said Oliver. Sometimes they visit each other in the night. The noise is unbelievable. Perfect Percy paused for a moment, not sure if he should say what was on his mind. He decided that he should. And who visits you in the night? Lately? Not anyone special, said Oliver. That is, not until today. Oh, God. Oh, oh God. Oh, God. Oh, God. I cannot. I cannot. I cannot. Oh, oh this is God. just perfect. I got chills. Oh, but you must. Ooh. Oh, but you must because we only have a few paragraphs left oh my in God. the story. Give me. Give me. All right. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> He grabbed Perfect Percy by the wrist and held him up against the red door. Of course he did. <laughs> you never were a naughty one at school, were you, Weasley? Oliver traced the outline of Perfect Percy's mouth with his thumb. <gasps> I love when they do that. Oh my god, yeah, same. <laughs> yeah. I think I understand. Curiosity has very interesting timing, doesn't it? Perfect Percy nodded his head, not saying a word. He could hardly believe this was happening. There was something so strong and in command about Oliver in this moment, and yet he was so in tune with Perfect Percy's energy, almost like they were feeding off of each other. How about we do some exploring before you saunter off home? Oliver said in his ear. Perfect Percy said nothing, but took out his wand. Yes, this time it is like that. Oh. And allowed Oliver to push him through into the room with the red door. And as it closed behind them, Perfect Percy thought to himself, this one is just right. <gasps> the end. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, I have <laughs> What a triumph. I can't I just that was amazing. That was amazing. I my cheeks hurt, my sides hurt, I'm sweating. I don't I'm gonna have to edit out Nathan's heavy breathing. Like this was Imagine so how good. Percy feels. <laughs> oh my god, it was heavy breathing. I could hear you. It was like <sighs> Oh no! That's vaguely disturbing. Oh, dear. Gracious, am I better at this than I thought? It was so good. I mean, even just rough. even it being implied is just like, oh gosh, that was so so great. But the, the, my favorite part, hands down, birdie butts. Every flavor loop is the best thing I've yeah, ever I, heard I, of. That that was one of those rare moments. Like I can't just sit around waiting for lightning to strike yes. twice. That was just that was that was the moment. That oh, was wow. my that was my rosebud. 
amazing. <laughs> literally. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> literally throws <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't leave that sitting around. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Oh, my gosh. That was amazing. I ah. loved every every bit of it. I mean, just how Thank like you. ridiculous, like you said, lemony snickety that that was, and also it like the like build up of you know it be starting off kind of like silly, and then all of a sudden you're like, okay, where is this going? And then yeah. Oliver was there, and the goat pushing mm. him in the room and closing the door, and you're just like, oh my god, yes. And then Percy also- never left again. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, how perfect would that be, actually? That would be mm-hmm. perfect for perfect Percy. But also, I love the fact that, Ol- that Oliver just lives in a random fairy tale frat house in the <laughs> yes! middle of the forest. In the middle of the forest. <laughs> With Marcus Flint. Right, because how many, how many times have we seen something like that in adult entertainment? You do yes. the Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Oh, this one's too hard. Oh, this one's yeah. too soft. And I was like, okay, usually we talk about like different levels of erections, but in this case, I'm going to be like, okay, this is going to be too hard or too soft in terms of like how they like it. Yes. Overall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just, for some reason, those are the names that most immediately came to mind. I thought, okay, the one who's definitely going to like have to be well-versed in aftercare for their subs is going to yes. be Flynn. Yeah. And then I I guess I, after all of the, you know, talk about Ernie McMillan, I guess I could have gone with Ernie McMillan because mm-hmm. then you would have Flint Woodmack right there in one house. Yes. I mean, there's like, I mean, when you go to post it on AO3, you absolutely could just swap it out for E. McMillan and then yeah, they could have like, and I then could. when he like, it would just be so funny if like the name, like if there was like a name above the door of the cottage that was literally Flint Woodmack. Back. Flintwood Max. Flintwood Mac. Oh, Flintwood like Flint Mac got it. Wood yes. Mac. Or, or on yes, their yes, doors. Yes, 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 yes. Flint. Well, it would go in Wood the wrong order, Mac. but it would just oh. Flintwood Mac. Oh, I love that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> when we cast this thing and do it for real, like that's how we'll that's how we'll Amazing. set the scene. That's what it'll look like. Amazing. I think I was what I was really thinking of was I am I will I will probably till the day I die, now that I know it exists, I will be hopelessly obsessed with puffs the play mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i just thought of jay finch finching around finching the halls finching myself finching, <laughs> his friends, finching the world like jay finch has this very i mean his first line is my name is jay finch fletchley i'm boyish and fun <laughs> i feel that i feel like it's like okay Love hungry it. bottom whatever I love yeah. it. The guy who the guy who plays him in that play, Nick, is super duper nice. Amazing. I I've never seen it, but I just I I love that. that there's a connection there. Yeah. I want to see it now. Yeah, that characterization is so spot on. Yes. Like I've got it in my Amazon queue. I'll find a way to like stream it so you guys can see and we can all like That'd watch be so it much together. Fun. That would yes. be a fun movie night. Oh my god, yeah, we should have a watch party. That Yes. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll do that. And we'll watch Puffs. Like Juliana is definitely and Melanie are probably definitely gonna want to join in yes. on that because we did we we watched that play and for their Patreon supporters, we did a DVD commentary nice. for Puffs that people can play along with the play while they watch it. Wow, that's awesome. I it love was that. it was pretty fun. 
Nice. Yeah, here you go. Maybe we should do DVD commentaries for the films. Oh my god, you guys should definitely do commentaries for the films. Oh my gosh, because then we could totally be like, oh, okay, so pause. There's a moment between such and such character. Look at that chemistry. Yeah, like yes, from from literally a ship point of view in fan fiction. Like Nathan, we absolutely need to do this. That's absolutely amazing. I freaking love that. We could call it the shipping forecast. Like, so I don't know if you know. Ah! Do you know? Yeah. Do you know what the shipping forecast is? No. Um, um. So, so it's like this thing on British radio, and it's this really old, like, maritime tradition where they yes. tell you it. It goes like after the news, and it's basically to do with like wind strengths and mm-hmm. how, what the seas are, and it's for like people sailing, so as they know what they're sailing into. Right. But that's called the shipping forecast. But we could literally call it that. Yes. And do like. Harry Potter shipping forecast. I love that. (gasps) Wow. Oh my gosh. That, I mean, oh my gosh. That would be so much fun. I could see that as literally being like a series of episodes of being like, okay, we're going to go through like seven episodes of each, you know, being each movie. Yeah. That'd be so much fun. Nathan, that's brilliant. This is so great. Because we could watch the movies in real time yes. and then just be talking to each other yes. as we're watching. Mm-hmm. The, I, like that. Thank you for putting that idea in I my know. head. Like, Amazing. Without you, Jeff. Yeah. Without no, me. That would no, never that's have okay. happened. I know. I love that. Oh, that's it's so okay. great. Holmes once said to Watson, you may not be yourself luminous, but you are a conductor of light. Oh, that's, that's a- me. Well, it's possi- possibly sweet and possibly very patronizing. Which, which... But that's Sherlock Holmes all day. Yes. That's like patronizing is the closest to sweet that Sherlock Holmes ever gets. Yeah, that's true. But then he is also, you know, addled to the eyeballs with any number of drugs and opiates. So, so you know, um, there's that to get around. Oh, my goodness. Um, that. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Can mm-hmm. I say, can I say. You're open-ended, you know, fic. There's nothing to say that it couldn't be a top Percy. Like, there's nothing, you know, like, that would be amazing. Exactly. Because he doesn't say, I'm going to drag you into my roommate's bedroom and tie you to that giant cross in the corner. Mm -hmm. He doesn't say that. What he says is, how about we do some exploring before you saunter off home? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Hmm. And then they just magically attach another room to that cottage and Percy never leaves it. Yes. I, I, yeah. yeah. Well, he says it's like the burrow. So it's like maybe the rooms they were can magically added add rooms each to time. It. Yeah. So then they added Percy's room or just made Oliver's room bigger because they don't need their <laughs> own separate yes! rooms. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love that so Amazing. much. And then they added a giant canopy to the top so that it looked like a mushroom and definitely not anything else. The end. Oh Oh my gosh. Because they're both fun guys. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh man. And this mushroom tower sat between two giant boulders that have always been there for sure. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Oh Jeff, what are you doing? (laughs) So circling back to uh, (laughs) (laughs) So circling back to earlier when I mentioned how right now there should be um what is it a like a prompt based 
event for Percy to make works yeah. around Percy. So it's called Perceptual Prompts. And every week in August, there's different prompt cards that give you like phrases or pictures or stuff like that that you can use as inspiration to make works uh-huh. from. So and it can obviously be anything around, you know, like there was an Oliver one. So at that time, we were really about like, ooh, making some Flintwood works. And now we're into Percy, so we're like, oh, Oliver can still be a part of it. Because ultimately, Chrissy, who's running these, is a big Percival shipper. Hi, Chrissy! Um, <laughs> and uh, and so doing the Oliver-themed event and then now doing the Percy-themed event isn't surprising to me. So if anyone wants to, you know, I'd say, like, with, with Jeff's permission, continue this uh, Red Room, like, yes, thing. Please do. That please. would be so much fun. But... Either way. Yeah, rewrite it, add on to it, create the next chapter, just whatever. More Percy content, we want it. Or like in the same universe, like what happens if you ship Marcus Flint with somebody other than Oliver Wood Mm -hmm. or even with Oliver Wood or you want to figure out who's going to be like the best top for Jay Finch or Jay Finch and his collection Uh of Birdie Butts, Avery Flavor (laughs) Lubricant. Yeah. Like, whatever you got, just write it down. Yes. Amazing. I I definitely need more magical kink in my life. Mm-hmm. And I think if I was ever going to have a, a useful springboard into that, it would be in an environment where these four people get together yes. in a way that explores with each other. Because I don't... So, I am who I am, and I want what I want, but I want them all to... <laughs> to get together uh, with each other because that's the, that's what I that's what my my heart needs okay mm-hmm, so yeah. I um I just feel like we've seen various shades and textures of potential exploratory avenues and it's all just very intriguing and I like it a lot mm-hmm. so thank you Jeff for bringing this into my life yes. because you're welcome was, it was uh, well everything that you've shared has been great for its yes. own reason but then this today was you have surpassed yourself mm-hmm. with the the quality of the the writing, the way the anticipation built, the, yeah. the the sort of the the way the language was very it borrowed very aesthetically yes. from things like Lemony Snicket. It was all just so good. I love. Thank you. I cannot help but feel like a low-key proud mama moment right now because yep. like being a part of seeing your growth in fic like pretty much on our podcast like the girls bringing your spooch and then even the the direction that the wolf starbucks one was going and then this one literally like being like okay things are going down like i'm just like (gasps) we're like we're having that like like smutty effect on you and i just love that for you Uh, and for me because this is the best to experience (laughs) you can tell because the first one was wholesome and the recent one was some holes (laughs) 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 so 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 join us next time for care of magical shippers after dark when we talk about the sequel and everything that involves and all of them and please send us an email and let us know what is your favorite flavor of birdie Birdie butts butts, every every flavor flavor lubricant Oh my goodness, that is amazing. Well, I thank you for that, and thank you for coming back and 
every time in the future when you do come back, because I'm sure <laughs> you will. This has been so much fun. Thank you for having me. Anytime you any anytime you need me, yeah. just just shoot me a message and I'll be here. Because I I thought we had a good time with Wolf Starbucks, yes. and then I get to come back and do this again. I know. Just I mean, next time, just give me a ship that. I, I don't even see coming that I didn't even pick. Just like say, Jeff, we need you to put this together. That's sort of what we, and that's a lot of what we do. <laughs> but it's like, Nathan, what are we doing in two in two days? Like, because uh, we don't know. That would be that would be the <laughs> ultimate challenge for me because all of these ships that I have written so far are ships that make total sense mm-hmm. to me. So I would love the challenge of a ship that like I have to really think about yeah. it to figure out how it's going to work. Nice. See, no, you can't give me that option because my brain then immediately goes to what is the craziest thing I can think of yes. to give Jeff to, to write about. <laughs> Percy um, slash two blast ended scroots. <laughs> <laughs> and one is just a horny one sc- is I just feel a like horny that- screw <laughs> yeah that's gonna be like the tagline that's inside the dust jacket mm-hmm. in the published version one was you know wholesome and orderly and the other was just a horny screw love it love it Oh, all right. Well, gosh, this was so much fun. It's probably, yeah, about so much fun. Oh goodness, I I had a blast, and I can't wait for all you. You know, obviously, you listeners have gone through this with us just now, and it's just so much fun. I just love the content that we can create, especially as a group. I'm so I'm so proud of us, and it's like we we you know it's already been a few episodes since our one year, and we're getting into our second, and with everything, I'm just like this brings me so much joy every time we do this and i just Mm -hmm. i this is so much fun so i can't wait to see what we do next because you know and you know not that i'm not proud of that early work that we did but we Mm -hmm. would never have done an episode like this off the back of something like linny yes you know tonally we we've grown as Mm -hmm. a podcast and being able to see that and I, i just I love the direction we're going in as much as the stuff that we're making right now because yes. as excited as I am about what's happening now, mm-hmm. I, I do think, you know, where are we going to be in a year? Mm-hmm. If I'm already so happy with how this is going right now, I know. what are we going to be doing in a year? Am I going to actually have... <laughs> I'm just going to be... <laughs> Instead of just my face on the camera, I'll just be on a St. Andrew's cross doing <laughs> You'll be doing CrossFit. Exactly. So, anyway. So, thank you, Jeff, for coming on and doing this all with us. And thank you, listeners, for dealing with our nonsense. And we hope you had as much fun as we did. And hopefully, Jeff will have you know, the AO3 account set up so that we can get your stuff up there because that'll be so much, so much fun. It's just the world needs it. So, so yeah. So until next time we all get together and we'll whatever ship things next week. (laughs) Bye. (laughs)
<laughs> we're gonna do more uh, yeah whatever do more laughter and it will involve characters characters yes. that you know we, but <laughs> the thing is the thing is i like having this mystery of not knowing yes. of the thing of like we don't even know we surprise <laughs> ourselves that this is why we end up so happy at the end mm-hmm. of the episode because right before we start there's the terrifying moment where neither of us knows what we're going to be discussing and it's just like let's just pluck something out of a hat it's yes. like who's line with harry yes. potter figures. yes absolutely mm. <laughs> oh all right well thanks and <laughs> <laughs> thanks guys <laughs> bye, bye for now <laughs> bye <laughs> oh my gosh amazing so now that you've finished enjoying that episode i bet you're wondering what we're going to be talking about next time will it be a ship could it be a trope what about a character-centric episode Editing Megs. Put the listeners out of their misery. Next time, we'll be focusing on... Hermione Granger and Victor Crumb, with guest host Bess from WZRD Radio. So come back to enjoy that at your earliest possible convenience. But, you know, preferably sooner rather than later. Because we do make it so you'll listen to it. And we hope you enjoy it. Remember your Gunkle Nathan's advice. Be kind to each other, manage your mischief, and we'll catch you in the next one soon.